morning, everyone. I think we are ready to begin today's press conference. As the Minister of Agriculture and Irrigation and the MLA for Drumheller-Stetler, I'm thrilled to be here today to unveil our economic plan and vision for the future in rural Alberta. For the past year, we have engaged with rural Albertans, businesses, and Indigenous communities to listen and better understand the issues they face at the ground level. Many of the economic barriers and challenges in rural Alberta are unique and different from the challenges that other areas of the province face. Through the engagement phase, we heard that supporting sustainable rural growth and diversification required a different approach. That's why we developed the Economic Development in Rural Alberta Plan. The five-year plan includes key strategies and measurable actions to ensure rural Albertans have economic opportunities where they live. The plan charts a path forward that will address key issues in rural Alberta, including economic development enabling infrastructure, rural business supports and entrepreneurship, support for labour force and skills development, marketing and promoting rural tourism, and rural economic development capacity building. A number of new initiatives will support this work. We will ensure all of Alberta has broadband service availability by 2026 and supports in place to provide digital literacy training build on work to further develop transportation corridors to maximize economic development opportunities, and having reached the investment and growth targets set out in our original agri-food investment and growth strategy well ahead of schedule, we will establish bold new targets and implement a new plan to bridge the competitiveness gap in our agri-food and value-added sectors. We will also introduce the local government fiscal framework in 2024 which will provide permanent predictable funding for a wide range of infrastructure. Leverage changes to the Rural Utilities Act, enabling rural electrification associations to capitalize on rural economic development opportunities through innovation and business development. Improve awareness of agriculture and agri-food related careers and support to attract and retain workers in rural Alberta. To support this initiative and help meet agricultural labour demands in our province, we recently announced a $2.5 million grant to Ag for Life to help recruit, hire and retain workers in the agri-food industry. And beginning in 2023, we will invest $125,000 into each of Alberta's nine regional economic development alliances. The EDRAP will also support a number of ongoing initiatives that were outlined as part of Budget 2022, such as the broadband strategy that will invest up to $390 million over four years to improve broadband services across the province, nearly $933 million for irrigation infrastructure in partnership with nine irrigation districts to expand and modernize Alberta's irrigation infrastructure, a $59 million investment to expand veterinary medicine at the University of Calgary, doubling the number of seats in the program to address a critical shortage of large animal veterinarians in rural Alberta. $70 million for the film and television tax credit that will continue to attract major productions to the province, diversifying the economy and creating thousands of new jobs. 
More than $8 million through the Indigenous Opportunities Corporation to support Indigenous communities' participation in commercially viable resource projects to support rural economic growth. We have also developed a one-stop Alberta.ca webpage to highlight programming and resources for rural economic development initiatives, and that launches today as well. Rural Alberta continues to drive uh, economic growth with 41% of the public and private investment in the province and 26% of the provincial GDP. The past few years of record-setting highs across various industries in rural Alberta tell a very impressive story and we have yet to see the full potential of our rural communities. Considering that potential and the spirit of entrepreneurialism that has always been a source of strength in rural Alberta, I'm excited to implement our plan and vision for the future for a stronger and more prosperous rural Alberta. Thank you all. Thank you, Minister Horner, and uh, I'm delighted to be here today to take part in this exciting announcement for Alberta's rural and northern communities. As my friend Minister Horner mentioned, in uh, the Economic Development in Rural Alberta plan will chart a path forward to grow our rural communities and help them reach their full potential. That's what's important, that's what government's here for. This is a vision to build a stronger and more prosperous rural Alberta. A major supporter of this vital work is Alberta's network of regional economic development alliances, also known as RITA. The folks in these nine alliances, like Gerald, play a very essential role. And as Minister of Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, I'm proud to call them a partner, a key economic partner for this government. Their actions based on the strengths of their regions and what members identify as their key support job creation and economic diversification right across our beautiful province. Funding for RITAs is one of the top priorities of my ministry. That's why I'm so excited that as one of our first tangible actions, under this plan our government is providing $125,000 to each and every of the nine regional economic development alliances for the upcoming year. Providing this additional support will help RITAs continue their important work of enabling municipalities and partners to work together on projects that fuel economic growth across Alberta. As well, this support means more opportunities for RITAs to collaborate on projects that will make our province a better place to live. Today, we're joined by Gerald Albers, the chair of the Northeast Alberta Information Hub, one of our nine regional development alliances partners. Before I invite him to speak about the valuable work of RITAs, I'd like to take a moment just to recognize Gerald and his fellow Alliance's members, because without them, we couldn't do the great work that's necessary. And I'd like to recognize them for their continued work to strengthen and diversify our economy across rural and northern Alberta. On behalf of Premier Smith, our Cabinet, and our entire government, thank you. I look forward to strengthening this relationship, building a stronger partnership between our government and all of the Alberta RITAs, and in doing so, ensuring that all Albertans experience the benefit of the renewed Alberta advantage. Thank you very much. Gerald, the podium is yours. Thank you, Minister Horner and Minister Jean, for today's announcement. Economic development and growth define rural Alberta. Opportunities and challenges are met head-on with collaboration and teamwork. Rural Albertans drive the Alberta economy each and every day, be it agriculture, energy, forestry, and many other industries. Rural Albertans are generating a nominal GDP of $101,772 per person today. We want to see that number increase, and we know we can work with the Government of Alberta to see it steadily increase. 
The new five-year plan addresses the key factors that will help move the economy forward in Alberta. Infrastructure is key. Transportation of our infrastructure, highways and rails, communications, broadband. Basic water and wastewater to support businesses, residents, schools, hospitals, our entire communities. Small business growth is, a, is critical, be it agriculture, energy, forestry, and retail. They are the supply chain that keeps our economic engine turning in our province. The need has never been greater to empower, train, and develop our future labour force with the technology tools available. Working with both Indigenous and non-Indigenous young people will help us grow and evolve. From foremost to Rocky Mountain House, from Rainbow Lake to the Elizabeth Métis Settlement, Alberta has so much to offer guests from other parts of Canada and the world. We look forward to building our tourism industry to give the world an authentic taste and feel of rural Alberta. Working with the nine readers and their stakeholders, we can make Alberta a destination of choice for the entire world. Thank you, Ministers, for the $125,000 funding for the commitment for the next year to readers to build on our past successes and move forward on the five-year plan announced today. Thank you very much to the Government of Alberta. Thanks, Gerald. And now we're ready to begin the question and answer portion of today's press conference. I would ask everyone to please state their names, their outlet, and uh, who their question is directed towards. Uh, available, we have uh, Ministers Horner and Jean, as well as Gerald Albers. We also have Paul McLaughlin, President of Rural Municipalities of Alberta, and Kathy Heron, President of Alberta Municipalities, available here. So with that, uh, let's go to the phones. And with the first caller, please ask their uh, first question. Thank you. Yes, the first question is from Alex McQuaig, Western Producer. Please go ahead. Hi, my uh, first question is for Minister Horner. Uh, it's regarding unpaid property or unpaid taxes by oil and gas companies, uh, as well as unpaid lease payments. Now, I, I mean, you have personal experience recently regarding uh, unpaid lease payments uh, regarding foreign energy. Um, we're hearing from rural municipalities of Alberta that there's signs that this is a growing issue still. What is the government doing currently to address this issue? Uh, gr great, uh, great question, Alex. Thank you for the question. It's, it's not, a, not a new one by any means, and I'm, I'm staring right at uh, Paul McLaughlin. <laughs> Head of RMA, this is uh, this has been been on our radar for quite a while, and I know conversations are ongoing with our new energy minister uh, Peter Guthrie and uh, our our new municipal affairs minister Rebecca Schultz about uh, what more can be done. Is is there things that can be done through the AER uh, to look at uh, what isn't being paid, both on a municipal tax perspective and for landowners individually? Uh, for for concerned landowners, I would. Uh, I would advise them to, to use the procedures in place uh, through what was formerly known as the Surface Rights Board, uh, now the, the Land Property Rights Tribunal. Uh, there are ways to, that the GOA uh, can help uh, fill in the gap on those payments, but uh, rest assured we're looking towards a, a more uh, wholesome solution. And my, my follow-up question is for uh, Paul McLaughlin. I, I guess uh, from your perspective, uh, is what the minister just mentioned is, is that good enough? 
Great. Thank you for the question. I think no one's uh, not aware of the concerns that I've had with the topic. Um, <clears throat> I'm confident this government, uh, working with landowners and working with the industry folks, is going to solve this problem. I think it's uh, we realize that we're at a commodity price. This should not continue. Uh, I think that, as was discussed, we're going to find some solutions to the AER. And we're going to ensure that we fix it, not just for now, but actually in the future. Uh, the stark reality is we have other industries that are similar, including the renewable industry. So we need to put the tools in place to ensure that unpaid taxes, both surface leases as well as oil and gas taxes are addressed. So uh, I'm confident that this government is going to move forward on that. Um, I think we're not going to be talking about this a year from now, to be quite honest. Thank Sorry, you. Uh, renewable energy is having the same issue? Uh, I, what we're seeing is renewable energy is not going to have the same issues as it stands right now, but the fundamental reality of the industry is that it's a surface rights lease, it's based on agreements, and we need to put tools in place to ensure that renewables don't fall down the same path we've seen uh, with the non-renewable industry too as well. So those tools need to be in place, and I think we can work with this government through the multiple ministries that, are, that have this on their radar uh, that we can address that to make sure those tools again are available to municipalities, landowners, ensure that we have a certain future. Thank you, Alex. Uh, can we move to the next caller on the phones? Thank you, Janet French, CBC. Hi there. I just wanted to follow up on Alex's question about um, you sound really confident that you're, to Paul, sorry, I should say, that uh, you're not going to be having the same issue with, with unpaid property taxes a year from now. What makes you so confident? What do you know that we don't know? <laughs> what I know is that status quo is, is I don't think that's an answer. I think Albertans need to realize that this needs to be solved, both landowners as well as all of Albertans. We have a healthy industry. We're all uh, in support of the industry. Um, this needs to be solved. It's a small number of people that are taking advantage of loopholes. The loopholes can be filled. This government will fill those loopholes, and this will no longer be on the radar. Um, I, I think that uh, we all need this addressed. It's caused impairment to rural municipalities throughout the province. These ministers are well aware of what's going on, and I think it's the will of this government to fix it right now. So uh, what do I know that no one else knows is I won't take no for an answer. This government knows it, and vice versa. They're on the same page as me. So uh, we're done with this topic, and we need to fix it. It'll be fixed in the near. Janet, did you have a follow-up? I do. I'm going to bounce it back to the ministers, Gene and Horner, then. So, I mean, Minister Horner, you mentioned the AER. This is something that, that Mr. McLaughlin and his compatriots have been asking for for, for quite some time, and the previous government, or the ex 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 previous iteration of the existing government had really refused to go down the path of AER. What specifically, what specific changes would you be considering to AER processes uh, to try and resolve the problem? Well, I'd say, uh, I'd, I'd first off say, so the, the AER is, is underneath jointly energy, uh, energy and environment. So it, it's a it's a complicated um, agency to begin with, but I would say it's this what we're at, what we we would be asking them to do isn't in their mandate or their skill set currently. So we're talking about changes to uh, data collection, uh, personnel, and and mandate. So it's it's maybe more complicated than we would like to to think uh, it would be, but it's not uh, not unachievable and something that we're looking at. And it would take a great relationship and a stream of communication with the municipalities. There's still this data will need to come from somewhere. Um, and so I think it's going to have to be a collaborative approach to outline where, 
where these taxes aren't being paid and then actually validating the, that those circumstances. It's not just a landowner saying on LSD 9362512, I haven't been paid in three years. That validation process will need will need to happen. And I should say that the, the AER isn't the only thing that's, that's being looked at. Um, but I think um, Mr. McLaughlin would, would also say that uh, a lot of this uh, is somewhat sorting itself out. The companies that are able to pay are, except for a few, uh, a few players that are maybe giving the whole industry a bad name, which the industry doesn't like either. So we, we need to we need to sort that out and, and continue to move move forward. And Janet, in response to that, I just say that. Alberta's economy is booming. We're doing well. We're the leader across the country. Weekly earnings are up. Venture capital uh, record set this year over top of last year, which was a record year. Uh, things are doing very well. Not everywhere. We know that vulnerable Albertans are not doing extremely well in some areas, and, and that's why we came out with $2.8 billion to make sure we could support those vulnerable Albertans. And um, our economy will continue to work with stakeholders. We'll continue to work with Paul and his organization and all the other organizations across Alberta to make sure we get the balance right. And the balance right now needs to be that we need to get our house in order. We need to make sure that the municipalities get the money that they, they are owed and the, that the uh, jobs and the economy of Albertans continues to be robust and strong. Thank you, Janet. Do we have any questions from the room? Arthur Green, uh, Western Standard. Um, I'm just reading through the release here, and you talk about marketing and promoting rural tourism in rural Alberta. Um, I lived in Bonneville for the last couple of years, and you know, tourism is a big industry in Bonneville, and they come for the lakes, and one lake in particular, and that's Moose Lake, uh, which is full of algae. Um, is there any plan within this strategy to help clean algae out of lakes and keep them pristine? I mean, there's a driving factor in tourism in northern Alberta, and they're not fit to, you know, there's, there's, there's pets that have died from drinking from the water from these lakes. So is there a plan to clean these lakes up? I'm not a scientist, and uh, neither is Minister Horner, but uh, we're working with the scientists to make sure that we get it right. This is a... This is a uh, an issue that is obviously very important to many Albertans, including myself. I think it's uh, extremely important because of tourism and also the health of the environment and the ecosystem in that area. Um, I do know this, that uh, I have talked to the Minister, uh, Minister Lowen, about this in particular, about riparian areas and lakes, and I know he's got his finger on the pulse, and we have to give him some time. It's been just a couple of months, but I do believe that's a big issue, and tourism, of course, is something that we need to focus on, and we need to make sure that it's important because not only does it attract many thousands, if not millions, of visitors to Alberta, but it also is all about the environment that Albertans work, play, and live in, and that's what's important. Uh, just to follow up with that, uh, I, I've spoken to Dave Hansen, Emily Hansen, many times, and um, to promote tourism in this area, we need roads that we can actually drive on, and I've been to many accidents on Highway 28. Will you be working with the Transportation Department to, you know, improve roads such as Highway 28 in rural Alberta? Absolutely. Uh, I will tell you, uh, Dave Hansen is an excellent MLA and he uh, reaches out to me many times per week as he does, I think, most ministers and he's got his finger on the pulse at home. Uh, I will tell you that I go up to Bonneville a lot. It's a great tourist opportunity, but that's why we're here today. It's all about the Ritas and that's part of their mandate to be able to you know, drive that and drive tourism and working with them. And, and that's why we have that great collaboration. That's why we have this announcement today to show the great partnerships that this government has with all of the groups right across Alberta and how we're supporting those regional economic diversification um, organizations right on the ground to get the things they want 
focused on, and that's what it's all about for us, partnerships with the local municipalities and the organizations right across Alberta. I don't know if you want to add anything, Minister Horner? I, I would just say, I think, I think you gave two great examples of ongoing work that's happening, and the way my ADM would explain it, you know, we have all these cogs turning independently. The hope of this plan is that we, we bring it all together, whether it's the LJ on the lakes or the, the highway that you spoke of. That's, that's the complication with rural Alberta, and that's, that's not lost on any of us. But this will provide that communication at a, at a government level and an intergovernmental level that we ensure that we're looking at everything. You know, transportation, health care, uh, broadband, all, all these things that we know are important to our communities. The tourism strategy especially... You know, I, I know um, D David Goldstein, you know, the, the pandemic definitely slowed up some of, some of the goals of the province to grow tourism, but now, now we're going great guns. We know we have full, full parks, and, uh, and it's not a problem to get people to the Rockies. What about the rest of the province? So we're, we're going to start there. We're going to work out communities like mine uh, in Drumheller, you know, a great gateway to the, to the rest of the province. How do you get people out there to stay uh, not just for an afternoon, but stay overnight and then move out amongst the province. That's some of the strategy that, that we hope to implement. Catherine sure. um, Rukowski with Alberta Today, if I may. You, you've mentioned that rural broadband strategy, and we've heard funding announcement after funding announcement after funding announcement, but how far along are we in terms of actually getting those projects done? Well, I, I can say uh, for Minister uh, Glubish, um, technology and innovation is now the, the name of his, his ministry. And like I said, $390 million pledged from the Alberta government, but leveraged into a billion. I would say that um, he's, he's probably very hopeful that a question gets asked in question period in the, in the coming days. I think there's um, a lot of, lot of good news you'll hear shortly. But I, I would also, to his credit, it's, it's uh, complicated when you're dealing with the federal, federal funds and... Uh, and some of the limitations on the early programs. But I think very good news right around the corner. Okay, and, and the MSI phase-out, it looks like the local government fiscal framework is not going to happen within this government's mandate. It's not. It's being pushed out to 2024. What's, what's the hold-up? What's, what's going on there? Uh, I can't speak for Minister Schultz as to the, the timeline, uh, just to the, uh, to the tethering to provincial revenues, to municipal uh, LGFF. That's that's the thing we want to highlight here, and I think that that ratio is still being discussed openly as well. So, uh, the the point is that municipalities will grow with the province. Thank you very much. Do we have anyone else on the phone? Yes, uh, Josh Aldridge, Calgary Herald. Uh, yes, hi, Josh Aldridge, Calgary Herald. Uh, for taking my questions for uh, Mr. Horner. Uh, I, I'm just going through the press release now. It looks like you guys have been working on this for about a year. What's the timeline for implementation? I know there's parts of it like the broadband strategy that's already being worked on. Uh, some of these have been budget announcements, but when, when should we actually start to see this uh, overall plan start to be implemented, and what, what's kind of the scope for it? Yeah, it's a, it's a five-year plan and strategy. Uh, I believe that timeline will begin with the, the, next, uh, the next budget, so fiscal, fiscal years for the province. But I'd say it's already been happening. A lot of what I listed here you know, are, are, are maybe looking backwards moments, uh, but it, we're highlighting the work that has been done. You know, this consultation started in November of 2021. We weren't going to wait till the plan was out to act on it. You know, we, we knew that these were um, important initiatives, so we, we took that, that consultation and the things that we were working on, rolled them out, 
and we'll continue to and we'll continue to do that. I think you'll see more of that in in budget 2023 as well. We can't uh, speak about all of that right now, but uh, we've been working on it. We'll continue to work on it, and it's a five year uh, plan and strategy to 2028, which will have uh, reporting, annual reporting, an interim report, and then a final impact study. Um, part of the, part of the need for this plan is so that we can have have some measurables, uh, record them, see if we're moving in the right direction, and, and then look at the next plan. All right. I'm being told we don't have anyone left on the lines. Are there any questions in the room? Oh, sorry about that. Please go ahead. Thank you. Um, uh, yes, I have a second question for uh, Minister Horner. Uh, we spent, uh, well, really a, a good portion of the last six months or so talked about uh, federal climate plans and impacts on agriculture within uh, well, across Canada, specifically uh, within uh, Alberta, uh, have those plans impacted uh, this uh, this overall strategic plan? So those will have they could have drastic impacts on the rural economy. Uh, it had, was much consideration given to those, uh, and, and I know there's still a lot of targets that do need to come out from the federal government. But how have those been uh, kind of a, a built into this strategy or taken into consideration here? Well, I would say your, your question is pretty broad, so so will my answer. But I, I would say, you know, we continue to, to work with uh, our, our federal counterparts. They definitely have some, I would say, bold uh, climate initiatives that are part of any any discussion we have, whether it's agriculture um, or or energy or, or any, any department in the province. But I'd say we kind of deal with those on a, on a case-by-case basis. It doesn't, uh, doesn't take away any of the strategies in this plan uh, to build vibrant rural communities that can, uh, you know, participate in in the economic uh, renaissance in Alberta. So, it's it's always part of it going forward, but it's it's not specific to this plan. We're we're proud of our work, our, our environmental work, and that's that 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 won't be left out in this plan. Are there any questions left in the room? Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, could, I could ask uh, all day. Um, so, are there any specific? Um, like dollar amount for the goals that you're hoping for for um, generating uh, economic development, or is that part of the strategy is to come up with the goals for each? You'll you will see some of that roll out. Uh, I, the plan lists uh, the the agri food sector strategy um, goals specifically. Uh, that's that's my department. I can tell you that that will be part of budget 2023 uh, and laid out in our business plan explicitly. Do you want to come yeah. And um, I think this just shows that this government recognizes that one size does not fit all in Alberta. Alberta is a large province with a large, uh, different, diversified industries. Uh, and this is about making sure that each of those readers have the opportunity to come back to the government with, with their plan and with, with their initiative that actually serves the, the citizens within their community. So. And will the, the Rita's plans be published somewhere, or is it just going to your ministry, or how is that? Well, it's a continual, it's a continual plan. We, we don't uh, put it in writing and then follow it through. It, it changes as, as necessary, and with the help of the Rita's and talking to them, but there is a reporting function, and, and we make sure that they're accountable to the, to the people of Alberta, which is so important. But it's about making sure that, that each part of the province is recognized as distinct and has the opportunity to put forward their plan for their people, which will serve all Albertans ultimately. Thank you very much. Thank you for the time. Thank you very much. I believe we can conclude today's press conference.